Father, we thank you. We lift your name up, we glorify you. Thank you, Father, because today is another day before you. We adore you, we bless your holy name. Because you have special thing for us today. Thank you, almighty God, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. Before I go into my message, I just I quickly give you some background of this today's message. I knew from the beginning of the month that I'm going to be giving message today. And I was thinking, what am I going to tell the church? And uh, whatever is happening around me always formed the basis of my message. But this, this particular one, I was inside the room, I was thinking then, my mind went to the today's reading from the calendar. Then I discovered that it's one of the, um, from the book of Hosea, two chapters were there. Then I decided to read one of them. I read in different version. I was telling brother Georgie this some few days ago. I read in different version. Then I, at a point I was a little bit confused that which one am I going to do? But two verses came to my mind. That is verse four and uh, verse seven. So that is Osea, Osea 13. I would like brother to read Osea 13 from verse one to 16. Please listen. Praise. This is from the Good News Bible. Yeah, from the Good News Bible, please. Hosea chapter 13, verse 1. In the past, when the tribes of Ephraim spoke, the other tribes of Israel were afraid. They looked to Ephraim, but the people sinned and worshipped Baal, and for this they will die. I still keep on sinning by making metal images to worship. Idols of silver designed by human minds, made by human hands. And then they say, offer sacrifice to them. How can anyone kiss those idols? Idols in the shape of bulls. And so these people will disappear like morning mist, like the dew that vanishes early in the day. They will be like the chaff when the wind blows and from the threshing place like smoke from, the, from a chimney. Lord, the Lord says, I am the Lord your God who led you out of Egypt. You have no God but me. I alone am your savior. I, care, I took care of you in a dry desert land. But when you entered the good land, you became full, of full and satisfied. And then you grew proud and forgot me. So I will attack you like a lion, like a leopard. I will lie in wait along your path. I will attack you, a bear that lost her cubs. I will tear you open like a lion. I will devour you on the spot. I will tear you to pieces like a wild animal. I will destroy you people of Israel, then who can help you? You ask for a king and a leader, but how can they save the nation? My anger, I have given you king, and my fury, I have taken them away. Israel, sin and guilt 
are on record and record are safely stored away. Israel had the chance to live, but too foolish to take it. Like a child to be born who refuses to come out of the womb. I will not save this people from the world or the dead or rescue them from the power of death. But on your plague death, bring on your destruction, world of the dead. I will no longer have pity on this people. Even though Israel flourishes like, a we like weeds, I will send a hot east wind from the desert and I will dry up the springs of the well. And I will take away everything of value. Samaria must be punished for rebelling against me. Her people will die in war. Babies will be dashed to the ground and pregnant women will be ripped open. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not scaring you with reading of that. I, met, I know many of us, we have read this early, either today, early in the morning, or maybe we plan to read later in the day. Now, verse 7, why it clicked my mind was because it says that, so I will attack you like a lion, like a leopard, and I, I will lie in wait along your path. Then I went back to verse 4, and the Lord said, and the Lord your God who led you out of Egypt. Then I begin to see those two verses that if God is saying he's our savior, as he said in the last part of the, uh, in the last part of the uh, verse four, that he alone can save, then why does he want to tear them apart? Then my mind went back to verse six, which says, but when you enter the good land, you became full and satisfied. And then you grew proud and forgot me. That is what many of us have done. When we are comfortable, we tend to forget God. But when we are looking for him, we, we keep vigil, we fast. But the moment we have what we are looking for, then we forget about him. Then it now occurred to me that verse four is going to be my main verse. Now, why am I telling you this is this? When I saw the promise for the week, for today, then I discovered that God has something for you and me. If you see the promise of the week is taken from this same book, verses four and five. For those of you that didn't take note, four and five was taken. So, and that brought me to today's topic, which I titled, There is no Savior beside me. That is God speaking there, not me. There is no Savior beside me. Osea 4. Osea, sorry, Osea 13, verse 4, brother. I have been the Lord your God ever since I brought you out of Egypt. You must acknowledge no God but me, for there is no other Savior. For there is no other Savior. That is what the later part of that verse declare. And one thing is that when the word of God is declared, whenever God is declaring his word, we always see some certain good things there. 
some, some key point to hold on to whenever God declare his word. Like this verse said, yet I'm the Lord your God, even since the land of Egypt, and you shall know no God but me, for there is no savior beside me. This word indicates certain things about our God. The God we serve. And whenever God is saying something about himself, he used to make it, reinforce it, solidify it with good meaning. So God wants you to know, he wants me to know, he wants everybody to know that he is the only savior. He is the savior. You, many of us, we are hopeful for so many things this year, as this year is the year of hope. Many of us, we have received answer. Don't become proud. Don't forget God that have given you what you hope for. So, the word of God often repeats certain truths to reinforce what God wants us to know about him. In the book of Mark 12, Verse 32, let's see what the scribe says there. Mark 12, 32. So the scribe said unto him, Well, teacher, well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is no God and there is no other but he. You see, the scribe in this case was talking to Jesus Christ. And he said he has spoken the truth. He understood that whatever Jesus said is the truth. Then he now acknowledged and said, For there is one God, and there is no other but he. Children of God, I'm telling you the same thing today. There is only one God, and there is no other but he. Amen. Exodus 3, verse 14. When God was talking to Moses, let's see the kind of emphasis that God has laid there. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Yes. When Moses was thinking, okay, if I go, if I go to the children of Israel, what am I going to tell them? But God said, I am who I am. And he said, and he said, thus you say to them, thus inform them, I am, I've sent you. If somebody comes to you today and says, I am, I've sent me to you. I'm, I'm sure you are going to ask the question, who is that? There is no any other savior except God. I'm still talking about where emphasis is laid on who God is. Deuteronomy 4, 39. Therefore, know this day and consider it in your heart that the Lord himself is God in Israel. Above and on the earth beneath, there is no other. Again. Therefore, know this day and consider it in your heart that the Lord himself is God in Israel, in heaven and above in, uh, and beneath on the earth. There is no other. There is no other God. That's what it means. That God in heaven, 
is the same God on this earth. That God of olden days is the same God. The God that spoke on that month to Moses is still the same God. There's no any other one. Any other gods, I can't touch it. There is no any other God. That is what the scripture is telling us. In the book of Isaiah, there are a lot of verses that confirm this. Quickly, we look at some other, some of those verses in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 45, verse 5 to 6. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I am the Lord, there is no other. There is no God beside me. There is no God beside me. That's God speaking there. That there is no God beside me. I am the Lord. There is no God. Read for that, brother. I will guard you, though you have not known me. Even though you don't know him, he's going to be with you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's going to direct you. That they may know that from the rising of the sun unto its setting, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. So that then we realize that from the rising of the sun, from the east to the setting in the west, that there is no one beside him. He alone is God. He alone is the Savior. He alone is the one that can save you. He alone is the one that can deliver you. He alone is the one that can make that your hope Amen. realized. Amen. Only God. This you have to know. There is no savior beside God. Isaiah 42 verse 8. Isaiah 42 verse 8. I am the Lord, and that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to a carved image. Sometimes we pray, we fast, we keep vigil, with expectation that the next day the prayer will be answered. But the prayer, the, the God might be silent. That does not mean God has not answered your prayer. He said, I am the Lord. That is my name. Amen. That is his name. He will never give his glory to something else. At the time you are asking for, from God, maybe something is there that if it's happened, you say, oh, it's coincidence. He will never give his glory to something else. He is the true God. He is the right God. He will lead you. That's prayer, that thing you are hoping for. Don't worry. In the right time, it will make it happen. Because it's going to lead you and that glory for you to stand here or stand before the camera in your home and share the testimony. He will never give it to anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that scripture for today, which is the promise for the week, verse 4, says, says, Yet, I'm the Lord your God, ever since the land of Egypt, and you shall know no God but me, for there is no Savior beside me. That is what God was saying there, no Savior beside him. He is the only Savior. So, God is our Savior. He's a powerful Savior. He's a powerful Savior. And he proved this by the nature that he has redeemed us, by the nature of the redemption, the popular verse, the popular scripture, John 3, 16, 
For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into this world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. Because He wants us to save. He wants us to be saved. He wants us in the right path. He wants us to move in the right direction. He has sent only his begotten son just to redeem you and me back to him. Amen. That is how powerful God is. God is our savior. There is no sin that can keep us from his grace. No sin that can keep you off from his grace. Even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Because the grace of God is with you. Amen. If God is punishing us according to our sin, nobody will remain. Amen. There is no sin that can keep us from his grace. Romans 6, 14. For sin shall have no dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. But under the grace. Sin shall never have dominion over you. Hebrews 7.25 Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercessions for Jesus them. Christ is always interceding for us. That is why when he was going, say, pray that whatever you ask on my name, you ask Father on my name, that God will do it. Why do you think we are praying that in the name of Jesus? We are following the simple instruction that Jesus has given when he was living. Ask everything. He is the one interceding for us. He is our advocate. There is no God. There is no any other God beside God. No Savior beside the God Almighty. God is our Savior. He is so powerful that no devil or demonic power that can battle his ability. I don't know the challenges you are facing. I don't know those areas of life that you thought is bigger than you. Nothing. Because the battle is not for you. That is for God. He is the Savior. He is the one to deliver you. He is the one to set you free. Second Chronicle. Second Chronicle 20, from verse 14 to 15. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, and the son of Matthiah, and the, a Levite of the sons of Asphah, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. Thank you. For brother. the battle is not yours. For the battle is not Do not be afraid of those things that surround you. Two years ago, everybody was scared. Today, we can see that God is on the throne. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? So God was telling the Israelites here through the prophecy of Jaziel, 
the son of Zachariah, that the battle is not for them. Jump to verse 17, brother. You will, not, you will not need to fight this battle. You will not need to fight the battle. Position yourself. Just position yourself. Where are you positioning yourself now? In the presence of God. Go ahead. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Remain firm in the salvation. Remain firm in the Lord. And you will see that he will deliver you. Who is with you, O Judea and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Present those things that are giving you concern before God. Present it to God. Brethren, he is with you Amen. always. Amen. Why? Because he is the Savior. Amen. He is the Savior. There is no any other God. Amen. He is the only one that can save you. Our God is a constant savior. God said, I am the Lord that God from Egypt. If you go back to that verse 4. Now, when I was preparing this message, I didn't consider verse 5. But when I saw the promise of the week, then I said, okay, I need to take it further. So, what is the next verse saying in that uh, uh, Hosea 13 verse 5? I took care of you in a dry desert land. Yeah, in the wilderness, in desert, God took care of you. I don't know the kind of desert that you are. I don't know where you've taken yourself to. God said that he is not just knowing you now. He knew you from the beginning of your life. He knew you even before you were conceived. And he's with you. Tick and time. Whether you pass through the fire, whether you pass through the water, he is with you. Tell yourself, God is with me. The Lord is with me. He said in that verse 5, I did know thee in the wilderness. So, like I said, I don't know the kind of wilderness that you are, but believe me, there's only one Savior. And that is that God. He is going to deliver you. He is going to set you free. Any other God, they are no God. They can't match our God. Our God is wonderful. He will deliver you, he will set you free. Amen. We all know Jeremiah 1.5. We know, right? Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Yes, God is aware of you. He knows you are going to be here right now. He knows where you are going to be tomorrow. But you have to remain in his path. You have to recognize that he is the savior. You need not to doubt or you want to divert your mind. No. You have to remain firm that yes, God is a constant savior. Still looking at that verse 4, God our savior is a constant savior. He is present with us in every time of need. Every time of need, God is present with you. Amen. He's present with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and our strength, a very pleasant help in trouble. Now, let's examine the word presence there that is used here. What it means is that uh, it appears that is 
It means God appears at any time. That is, wherever you are, God assists because he's your savior. It means to be present means to be able to deliver and to be, to be enough. God is always present for you, with you, wherever you are. Wherever you go, God is always present with you. Only that you have to remain in his path. You don't do something that we begin to push the presence of God away from you. Praise the Lord. So my Savior is the only Savior. No man made God could do for you what God could do. No man made. No other God can save you from sin. No any other God can deliver you from sin. Because in Isaiah 43 verse 11 says, I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. Nobody can deliver you. Only He. Even when you, you, you discover that, okay, for those that worship idols, maybe one way or the other they pray, they think their prayer has been answered. Another problem will come. But when God delivers you, it is a perfect delivery. Amen. Amen. So no other God can deliver us from the enemy of our souls. Therefore, no any other God. Only God can set us free. Only God can free us from the hand of devil. No other God can take our hearts and make them new. Last year we were asked that drop the old man and put on the new man. It is only God that can do that. That's why you see somebody who, was, who, who is a priest of an idol worshiper, God will touch his heart and turn it and change it and you become new. It's only our God that can do that. No any other God can do this. There is salvation in none, in none other than him. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Only God. Our God is awesome. He's awesome. He's present everywhere. He's the one that can deliver you. Imagine so many, the, the road you have followed, you discover at times you just live somewhere and you just hear a terrible accident happen there. It's not that you are too perfect, but it's the God that keeps you day and night. Even though if you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you shall fear no evil because he's always with you. Amen. God is the only savior, brethren. So, Again, once again, let's go back to that verse 4, um, which is my primary focus for today. Say, yet I, ha I have been the Lord, your God, since the land of Egypt, and you are not to know any God except me, for there is no Savior beside me. This is a declaration that God has made, and he has given instruction that he was reminding them once or one or two times, or sometimes, or once upon a time, you are also in the in Egypt. I'm not saying you are in the Egypt, in the country Egypt. You are in one slavery or the other. Maybe sin 
You are in the slavery of sin, but God has redeemed you. He has established you. God is telling this Ephraim here, if you read that uh, Osea 13 from Good News Bible, God was telling the Ephraim that yes, your sin shall never go unpunished. Because when I read that verse 7 of it, I was thinking, why God want to tear them like lion? Because I love watching documentary, especially about the animal. So I do see from the Discovery Channel how lion tears animals. So that flashed my mind. So God is saying, he, is, he has been your God right from your Egypt. I don't know what your Egypt is, but he's going to give you victory. You will celebrate in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever is going on now, the battle is over. With the COVID-19, the battle is over, children of God. This hall was empty for months, but here we are today. Amen. He is the only one that can deliver us. Amen. So God has been the God since the land of Egypt for us. I don't know what your land of Egypt is. So, in fact, in Deuteronomy 5, 5, 6, and 7. Deuteronomy 5, 6, and 7. I will read from here. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other God before me. Again, God is emphasizing on that. You shall have no other God before me. That is why I said today's message is special for you and me. Because I prepared this message with that pastor's knowledge. And when the promise for this way will come, that is an instruction. He is the only Savior. You shall not know any other God. So for you, for that your hope, to, to, for you to realize that your hope, there shall be no any other God before him in Jesus' name. The Ephraim, they, they were involved in sin. A lot of, uh, in verse 2 of that Osea 13, if you read this, follow the story when we read it, you will discover that they have made for themselves, let me quickly read that. Now they sin more and more, and have made them for, them, for themselves, Molten image, idols of sliver according to their skill. They even use their skill. Maybe they, maybe they are very artistic. Maybe they can imagine so many things. We are still seeing it today. You go to some offices, you will see a golden image in one corner with flower decorated on it. People, it's still happening. So these people, they are very skilled. They use their skill. All of its work of craftsmen. They use professional to do it. They say to them, let the men who sacrifice kiss the calf. Can you imagine? Let the men who sacrifice kiss the calf. The calf. So the making of idol itself is a sign that the, the, the children of Israel has fallen. It's a sign that they have built a wall between them and God. And God is saying they shall know, know any other God before, before him. And God was telling them, see what you are doing. See what is happening. That is why in that verse 7, he wants to tear them apart. That will never be our portion in Jesus' name. 
because he has sent his only begotten son to redeem you and me. So, brethren, that God of Abraham, that God who delivered the children of Israel out of slavery, and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's the same today. He's the same God today. You shall know, know any other God beside him because he is the Savior. He is the same God, unchanging, and is unchangeable. He remains the same. Praise the Lord. Don't sleep. I see somebody's, the eyes is closed. I call and mention your name if I see it again. Hallelujah. So in verse 3, it said, Therefore, they will be like morning cloud, like dew, which soon disappear. The shaft, which is blown away from traction floor, and like smoke of chimney. When you serve the kind of God that, I will call them the surface God, man-made God, they will disappear. In fact, if you have, if anybody has a, he made an image in, his, in the corner of his house and travel. By the time you come back, you'll be surprised because it might have been filled with dust. So why kind of God are you serving? But your present, your holy God, your savior, he goes with you wherever you go. Yes. He's with you all the time. Terms and condition apply. You shall know, know any other God. Amen. Why? Because he is the only savior. Amen. Brethren, when you turn to something else, to worship something else, that's why he said he will not give his glory to any other God. Amen. You might be praying day and night, you might be having vigil, you might be fasting, you might be calling pastor, going to pastor, coming to church. That prayer may not come to pass because you are diverting your mind away from the only savior. He is not a savior. He is the savior. Amen. He is the savior. Amen. You shall know, know any other God beside him. Because our God is God that jealous. But the kind of jealousy we are talking about here is not the kind that, no, I will not greet him again. Or it's not the kind of the, the fowl has offended me, I'd have to break the egg. No. It's not that kind of love, uh, jealousy. Deuteronomy 5.9 Deuteronomy 5.9 says, You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. You will not hate God in Jesus' name. Because of the love that God has for us, the jealousy that he had for us is not that kind of jealousy you might be thinking of. It's the kind of jealousy that he wants you to be saved. He wants you to be delivered. When he sees you going the wrong path, he is jealous. Because the sheep is getting lost, he wants to bring you back. Amen? Hallelujah. 
So like I said earlier on, he said in numerous places in the, in the book of Isaiah, I am the Lord, there is no any other beside me. There is no any other God. So many places in the book of Isaiah. Acts 4 verse 12. So maybe we are putting our mind in something else. Maybe we are thinking, okay, let me come to church on Friday and on Saturday or on other days, you put your mind on something else. Neither there is salvation in any others. For there is none other name under the heaven among men whereby we must be saved. And that go back to Osea 413. He is the only savior. Amen? Amen. So, when you turn away from the source of Savior, from the source that can deliver you, that is very dangerous. I don't know the area you, your mind is telling you now that you are moving away from that path. Please turn a new leaf and go back to God. Don't go back to Egypt. Don't go back to your vomit. Strengthen yourself with it. Let the Holy Spirit walk in you. Ask for the Holy Spirit to lead you, to direct you. Because he is the Lord, God who said of himself, there is no savior beside me. He emphasized this to the children of Israel. And today he's also telling you, that promise is not just for this week. It's forever and ever in, the, in our life. There is no savior beside him. He is the savior. As long as you worship him, as long as you keep to his commandment, as long as you obey him. When you decree on this earth, it shall be established in heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't put your trust in any other thingness. Put your trust in the only one that can save you. He is the savior. He is the only one that can save, save you. Because the, the, the Israelites, they put their trust in other nations, other than the one who is the only savior. If you see the book of Hosea 5.13, I will quickly read. It said, when Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah saw his wound, Ephraim, Judah, their tribe of, of Israel. Then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to King Gerard. Yet he cannot cure you nor heal you of your wound. They left their own God. They started calling another nation to help them. Are you living the living God that you serve and focusing somewhere else? They cannot heal your wound. In the book of Hosea, that's Hosea 2, 11 and verse 7, or chapter 7, verse 11 and 12. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without sense. They call to Egypt. They go to Austria. Whenever they go, wherever they go, I will spread my net on them. That's God speaking there. I will bring them down like a bird of the air. And I will chastise them. That is, he will punish them according to what their congregation has had. You need not to go to somewhere else. Don't allow the wrath of God to come over you like a net over a bed. Focus on God. Come back to God. 
Don't believe in your own strength like the Israelites did. They believe in their strength. And Hosea 12, if we, if we have read the daily reading from the calendar, you'll be familiar with what I'm talking about now. Hosea 12 verse 8. Hosea 12 8 says, And Ephraim said, Surely I've become rich. I've found my wealth for myself in all my labor. They shall find me in no equity, inequity that, that is seen. Now, many of us, we survive the pandemic, the effect of pandemic, let me put it that way. There are a lot of people that have left Oman. Their job could not survive. It's not that you are too righteous or I'm too righteous, but it's by the grace of God. So don't not, do not not think that, yes, it's because of your perfection. No, it's not because of your perfection. It's because of the grace that you have received. Because in verses of Hosea 13, can you project it, uh, sister? Verses of Hosea 13. According to their pasture, so they were filled, they were filled, and their heart was assaulted. Therefore, have they forgotten me? In a new, uh, in a good news, instead they became proud. They became proud. Don't see yourself. Uh, uh, don't allow pride to take over you, because you are still here. It's not that. You are too perfect, like I said. It's by the grace that we have received. God is still the same. God who delivered the children of Israel from Egypt is still the same God. He had the same power and will to help us, to help you and me. So when, you, you can imagine when the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they were very happy. They were singing the sound of freedom. They were singing until they get to the Red Sea. We all know the story. I'm not going there today. So that joy they had when they left Egypt was short-lived because of the Red Sea. I don't know what you are hoping for this year. I don't know that focus of your life. I don't know what is dashing that hope. What make your what you are focusing? What is making it to to you that it appears to be dashed? What is the red sea? What is the barrier that is keeping you from reaching that goal? I don't know, but believe that God is God who spoke to Moses when they got to the red sea. Exodus thirteen, Exodus fourteen thirteen, and Moses said to the people, "Fear ye not, stand still." And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptian whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Thank you. God bless you. It's not just saying you will not see them today. It's saying forever. I don't know those areas that look like the Red Sea in your life. All you have to know that there is no savior beside God, only him. And God is telling you, you shall see them no more in the mighty name of Jesus. God who delivered the children of Israel will deliver you in Jesus' name. So know that there is no other savior except God 
Almighty. He is the only one that can save you. That is the only Savior. That, that life is hard is an understatement. That you face challenge, challenges is an understatement. It will always happen. But he says, even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you shall fear not, no evil. Why? Because God is with you. Why is he with you? He is present every time because he's the only savior. Praise the Lord. So God is the only savior. Like I said earlier on, he is the savior. Many Christians know God as our savior from our sins. He is our savior from uh, the hardship of life as well. He's not just to deliver us from the sin. He's our savior from the hardship of life. When you go through the desert, he's, going, he's there for you. Even when the water turns bitter, he's there to make it sweet in the mighty name of Jesus. So once again, before I close, Hosea 4 once again, Hosea 13, 4. Yet I'm the Lord your God. Ever since the land of Egypt, ever since you are born, God is Lord your God. That is what he's telling you here. You are passing through some uh, a sort of situation that look like slavery. You are passing through some situation that look like Red Sea. You are passing through some situation that look like the water become bitter. You are passing through the situation that the wall of Jericho was there. You have passed through a situation that you are looking at the fig tree, but there's barrier. But today, I'm telling you, God is what? is our Savior. Amen. He is the Savior. He's going to deliver you. Amen. So God is telling you something important about himself. He wants us to know that he is our only hope. He is the only hope he is the only one who can save. He walked with the children of Israel in the wilderness. He will walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He will walk with you through those hardships in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But when you have this comfort, don't allow pride to take over you. He is our comfort, our joy, our hope, our glory. Why? Because he is the only savior. Do you know him as your savior? Choose today and allow him to lead you. Trial, struggles, and hardship will come. Go to your knee, table them before God. There is no any other savior beside God. He is the only one that can deliver you. May God bless his word. Yeah.